Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week, we have the thrilling conclusion to our Swords Without Master series. I want to give a huge thanks to Chris Funk and the rest of our performers for putting on a great show. I had so much fun playing this game, and I encourage everyone to check it out. You can find Swords Without Master and the rest of Epidiah's work over at worldswithoutmaster.com. Before we get to the show, I want to remind folks that I, Kat, and Alex will be at Breakout Con in Toronto, March 16th through 18th. There's still time to register if you want to join us for three days of fun and games. Coming up this Wednesday on the OneShot Twitch stream, we have the fourth episode of A Woman with Hollow Eyes, OneShot's dramatic Invisible Sun campaign. It'll be streaming at 7.30 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. We hope to see you there. Before we get to the episode, I'd like to take a quick moment to thank our backers on Patreon. Andrew Lassiter, thank you. Charged Archetype, thank you. Eric Wellens, thank you. Sailors, thank you. Mythic Llama, thank you. Daniel Dellinger, thank you. Alex and Amanda Lunder, thank you. Quill Dipper, thank you. Zach Rhodes, thank you. Sneak and Two Bikes Honeymoon 2K17. Sneak and Two Bikes Honeymoon 2K17. Holy smokes. It's a good name. It's a name so good. I have to say it while doing this. Sneak and Two Bikes Honeymoon 2K17. Sneak and Two Bikes Honeymoon 2K17. Ah, those boys. Those good boys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really, thank you. And thank, thank you, you for naming yourself that. Uh, Ryan Rowe, thank you. Greg H., thank you. Patrick Doré, thank you. Aaron Homer, thank you. Matt Gleason, thank you. Thanks again to everyone who backs us on Patreon. As a reminder, I am packing up our dice right now to send off to our new distributor. So if you haven't filled out your form yet, now is the time to do it. With all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. Gannon, do you have a demand to make of another rogue? Okay. Slade, I'm going to demand you show me how you are taking care of the caravan. Show me your relationship to the city. And Played rolls. And Played uh, manages to create a moral. Uh, So Mm -hmm. you will take action as you are taking care of the caravan, and it will have unintended consequences. Mm. Uh, And there will be a clear moral lesson behind that. Uh, Once you are done with your scene, you will write down that moral lesson and we will put it next to our mystery. Okay. All right. Uh, So feeling the weight of the like sled shift as people leave it, uh, that Russell's played awake. Um, His brother wakes as well with a giant, with a yawn, a high pitched yawn of a fox. Uh, and he kind of scoots himself out, and he looks around, and he's confused. We're in this weird, dim-lit city. You can see the, the bone walls of a shell caress, you know, cascading overhead. And he looks around and sees these, these people who are bruised and battered, and he knows it's in no small part his fault. Uh, so he goes to uh, the merchants, and he doesn't have any money or anything on him um, but what he does have is this uh, hilt with a very with a jewel encrusted pommel mm. on it it's a broken sword but it's just a hilt with a pommel and he uh, 
barters enough, uh, gives, you know, with, with one final, like, kind of sigh, he gives us, you know, this jewel-encrusted pommel over to this merchant who will provide food uh, for the entire encampment. Okay, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, and that pommel is the, that hilt is the sword of his father, um, who died in battle, and uh, the only other time he's ever used it was to beat the face of the man who killed his father with. Wow, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So he drops that there, leaves it, and he gathers what he can carry, so he can be seen as carrying it as well, and brings it over uh, with everyone, with the, you know a few shopkeeps helping bring food, and he goes around kind of giving this, bread and meat and cheese and things like that. This sounds like a great act, like a heroic act mm-hmm. of sacrifice. The question I have for you is, what is the unintended consequence? Uh, he didn't realize that his brother's soul was attached to that problem. <gasps> Whoa. Dude. Yeah. Uh, wow. Fucking. Wow. Heavy stuff. So. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you just had that in the fucking barrel, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> wow. Uh, so he, when they leave, he does not know this, his brother will not be able to come with him. Oh. It has to, his, he has to stay with the problem. With that moral, uh, once you're done writing that down, uh, we feel if we feel that the rogues phase is sort of at an end. Let's see, ending the phase. Any player at the table may end the phase, like okay. when you feel that this play, phase has been played out, and we would enter a new phase that like makes the most sense uh, mm-hmm. to me. Any player, I, I think it's good to end. I think yeah. genuinely, Bone Collector has slept through. Uh, <laughs> he would be the only person with like a just like totally. Played leaves like a plate next to you, you know, for mm-hmm. you to find when you wake. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Is it, does it have anything on it? It has. It has it's, it's a nice decorative. Like, no, oh, it's that like, makes me happy. It's it's like the t bone of a steak. It's like, oh, it's just it's, the... it's it's it's, it's a chicken leg, you know. But there's meat. There's meat. There's sustenance. <laughs> meat on for it, me to but, eat. But then but I get to. It's like a happy meal, and you get, like to meal and you get the, the toy, toy afterwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Cool. Thank you. So. Ending the phase, then, I am going to start a new perilous phase, which, gentlemen, means death has returned. If this is like a further episode, the way it's cut, like, let's just remind you that there is a creepy (laughs) black hand, like, reaching to the sky that has now been set on the table. Yeah. And um, this this hand will cast the overtone of the scene here. (laughs) (laughs) Made it roll the dice. What a shitty roll. (laughs) And boy, howdy, is that a jovial roll. Yes. Nice job, hand. uh, (laughs) Like this, dude. So, uh, again, we we are in the sort of uh, shadowy, uh, like, interior of this tortoise shell. Um, As night comes, the fire within the shell grows higher. And this city turns into a sort of festival feast, especially when a caravan comes in. Uh, You're carrying goods, uh, goods that you plan to trade at the Citadel, uh, but some of them are also flowing into this encampment. And there is much revelry to be had. Uh, There are many shouts and happy voices of people freshly inebriated as the fires dance along the interior of the shell. You can see the graffiti that has covered even the highest arches of this shell um, while smoke escapes up into the starless night above. And now we hear 
in those shouts, in those yops of joy and drunken pleasure, we come to a rhythmic chanting, a dark rhythmic chanting in dead tongues as we come to Nazar of the Seven Sands. Nazar, you awake, bleary, weak feeling with a prickling feeling in your neck where you were stung earlier by some assailant's dart as your vision blurs into focus you can see that you are surrounded by many hooded figures who have sickly pale skin and speak with hissing tongues you can see from inside their hoods glowing reflective eyes and one figure one figure that stands above you uh, with its hand on the back of a strange jagged bone that glows with green light and has many horrible sharp points that figure thumps this against the ground in rhythm with the chanting around you uh you can see the others overtaken if you've ever seen like a video of uh like people speaking tongues or anything like that in religious ceremonies it's very much uh reflective of that but it's in this uh strange awful unison of many discordant voices coming together and that figure draws a knife uh, from its sheath and approaches you, standing over you. You realize you're. Uh, oh, yes. oh no! I'm. I just realized that uh, the, the action I was making, which yeah. is glum, uh, the action <laughs> I was just making was to um, to like like he's he's holding this blade above me. Yeah. My my action is like I'm gonna stop it. Um, but then I was like, oh no. Yeah, you, you had realized <laughs> that you were bound <laughs> oh, shit. to an altar. Oh, wow. Oh, Jack. But you are it. still in control of this scene. It just unfolds okay. it with glum solemnness. Ooh, okay. okay, I am in control, but ah, also I'm just like so weak right now. He he brings, okay, so, he's, so the guy brings that knife up and he's going to bring it down. And I can tell he is, uh, my legs aren't shackled. So I just kind of like, kind of like dip and leg sweep this dude it, knocking him to the ground yes with the blade flying up and clearly this has caused some disturbance in the uh the ritual at hand there are hissing screams from the crowd though some of them continue their rhythmic chant waiting for their master to wake up as you still like yeah, struggle around. i'm like i may be fire i may have no hands but i will fight you with what limbs i have yes Cool. Um, so, uh, do you have more of your action, or are you going to pass? I'm going to pass to... this. I'm going to pass this on. I'm going to pass this on to Steed. Yeah, Steed. Um, you are still set up in this encampment. You haven't broken out the larger machines. Those take a lot of maintenance, but you have set up something smaller. Uh, this uh, nasty looking contraption made of gears and rusted steel uh, that has been oiled and meticulously maintained uh, and kept safe under a tarp comes out uh, and you've strapped uh, some like drunkards into it uh, and as as your hog uh, walks in a circle around it the drunks are like whirled about um, and they are laughing and screaming <laughs> and some even vomiting uh, 
you have so much revelry surrounding you, you almost didn't notice the shadows moving in behind you just at the edge of the fire uh figures in cloaks uh move in you the first thing you hear is a sniffing a animalistic but coming from a beast that walks on two legs like a man um there is a hiss as it moves forward and they try to grab at your arms soon they are upon you Perfect. And you sort of have a glum reaction. So the machine's whirling away. Yeah. I cut the power on the machine. Uh, these people are like inverted upside down. <laughs> <laughs> They're like screaming. Because I'm not going to let the machine, I don't want to break the machine no. you know, if I have to like deal with some shit. By yeah. it, right. You know? um, I don't care about that. Right. I just yeah, let right. them hang up. Um, they which is actually good. Like, all all their whatever the currency is is like falling out, and that's, <laughs> that's fine by me. I turn around and I I see these uh, like what are they eventually? Like they're going to be some sort of just creature that, that, that you can actually like, reveal that. Um, I don't know if I want to reveal it. Okay, <laughs> so then you can keep them in dangerous shadow. Their cloaks are long. Their hoods fall over their faces, shadowing out any details that you could make. They walk like men, but perhaps they move differently. Something feels off about the whole situation. Yeah, I think they have extra long legs, and they're sort of like hunkering down, but they're also actually you can see that they sort of like billow up. Yeah, eventually, and they're like some. There's some. There's, they're hiding themselves to fit into this soiree of, of typically just average humanoids and these happen to be some sort of larger uh praying mantis type of Ooh. situation Ooh, going I on. I love it. There. I love it. And my Haug uh is 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 not happy with these presence of these these folks and I realizes can't imagine it would be <laughs> yeah and sort of recognizes that they're um that they're looming in. The people hanging upside down also recognize these creatures as something and they're starting to sort of freak out and they're like yelling at me to do something about it and i'm just sort of uh worried about my machine and also sort of oblivious to to like how threatening these these critters actually are excellent excellent so uh with with the creature being oblivious do you have like any specific action that you're taking as your rogue as uh my rogue, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to jump up onto my hog and sort of like get ready to bolt out of there, and which is a little, uh, a little disconcerting given that my ride is basically there still hanging out and, and it's sort of like my, that ride that they're on is not my premier ride. It's more like the, uh, the teacups versus the flying yeah, bobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's but like, hey, it's still it's, the teacups. It's still the teacups. It's and not nothing. People love it, you know. <laughs> it's still the zipper. Um, oh man, no joke. I threw up on the zipper when uh, <laughs> I had I had to I I had to like I would kept screaming like stop the ride. <laughs> oh, no, vomit's like, just well like launching around you. Luckily, I threw up like right as it like uh, right as it stopped. Uh, so I didn't have it anyway. That's a true story. That's zipper. I love it. Watch out. I love it. Let's uh, so, so we the know- conundrum I'm in. I realize I really can't defend myself against this looming power. Mm-hmm. Something greater coming, and then then my livelihood is all like right here. Yeah. So I don't care so much about my traveling party. Sorry, guys. I no, care care about true. my my goal of 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 earning enough money to retire and get the hell out of You're here. You're a rogue. You have and, an obligation to no one but yourself. Yeah. So, and I can't pack up to get out of here quick enough. Yeah. 
looming the threat of these, and I can't really defend myself. I'm, I'm sensing I'm not going to be able to defend myself against these. Excellent. These bros. So if you'd like, you can pass the dice pass to another. To, I should pass play. the bonus. Right? Yeah, played. Okay. Played. Um, you have keen senses, mm-hmm. uh, and you hear the commotion happen as it begins to unfold. While many in your party have uh, given to revels, gotten drunk, sought uh, sought the comfort and pleasure of flesh, you stayed strong. Uh, you stayed sober. And your sharp eyes pierce out towards unfolding chaos. And you can see the violence of these creatures. Uh, many people run or stand to fight as though they're standing to fight against normal men, but you see a movement uh, underneath those billowing robes, quicker than any leg should be able to carry someone. As one of these creatures leaps upon someone else, it grabs them in in a tight grip, uh, tighter than any man could have. You can see its fingers, which do look like human fingers, digging into this man's shoulders, and you can see dark blood starting to spill out from that. Oh hell yeah! Hell yeah! Right. Jovial. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Plate has been like uh, in the shadows as well, and he ha- he doesn't have his um you know shirt on or anything like that. And and in the flicker of the light, you can see that on all across his body, you see burnt marks of like prints. So all of the animals that have fallen w- under his care that he's ride, you know, he has burned himself with oh, that. Dude, uh, that so fucking rule. So he has added uh you know a camel's hoof now and also a, a horse hoof. There, and so as he uh, what about tentacle? Tentacle. That- well, it, that one was not a, a friend of his. Uh, not but under his care. Not under his care. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, but he at one point he did so around his his. No, he <laughs> I mean, was a friend. Where where there would be a belt, there is a t- uh, you know a tentacle. That's sweet. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, so. This is he. He's his most attuned with his with his senses at this moment. Um, he whispers something to his brother, and uh, the fox darts off in the opposite direction um, as he goes around, keeping to the shadows and pulling back the the cloak and the neck of one of these uh, assailants. He strikes uh, true with his uh, rapier uh, named Ebb, just right through there. This little push pin of a hole through the neck. And this black ooze starts spewing out of both ends as this thing kind of like writhers and collapses. And it's a massive, it's about seven feet tall and has four different legs that had been hidden underneath the cloak. And he falls directly in the light, um, f- forcing them to all reveal themselves. Because once one is known, they all are known. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and I think like it rips off and i love the image of a praying mantis yeah. person so you see what looks like a human torso mm-hmm. but in instead of the regular number of ribs there are like 30 ribs that run along the torso itself yeah. mm-hmm. um so it's just extra long torso torso that they kept hidden by like hunching over they have uh these massive legs which have way more bends and like ankles in them than mm-hmm. you normally would have and they have normally sized arms but you can see their fingernails are sharp and uh, they're just very muscular and strong arms that like lash out and pull people in. Question, would you say these things have both bones and an exoskeleton? Oh, yes, they've got (laughs) bones, baby. They got bones for days. Um, Um, So So the the black mist that's, you know, poofed out of this neck that he slayed, uh, he takes its blood, he takes that to slick his hair back and shouts... Uh, to the crowd, they can fall. 
We can make them fall. So uh, you are in the middle of this chaos, Bone Collector. You know what? Can we say this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we say? Can we say you don't see Bone Collector just yet? Oh yeah. Can we say that we cut back to Ganon's scene? Uh, sure, as, sure, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not allowed to threaten Ganon while I'm bringing the storm against you. Oh. But, but, Casey, Casey, <laughs> Casey, the bone collector had entrusted Nazar of the Seven Sands with a precious pouch of bone because he knew that Nazar would be able to identify a very specific type of bone. And the bone collector has an agenda here in this massive bone tortoise. He knew that you were coming here and he wants a piece of the tortoise itself. But he does not want part of the shell. Ah, that's what the weakest bone collectors get. He wants a piece of the spine because he knows it will be quite a rare piece of his collection. You have to pry it from the shell. And he knew only Nazar would be able to recognize a true piece of spine. So we, we see this pouch that is by Nazar, and we can see these stomping creatures that have now ripped off their robes as they all are revealed. And you see like these sickly pale mantis people stomping about. And this pouch, this pouch so precious to the bone collector. Are they, they're approaching him at the altar they're, as well? They're approaching him and his items are like strewn about the room and this pouch is one of them precious, and so their horrible pouch. stomping feet oh damn <laughs> it's um, glum it's fine it, it's glum it yeah it's means just you do it with it grim mean, it's like mm-hmm. batman versus superman yes so mm, you're, you're doing mm. the thing that batman would do okay um okay so um as one of these these mantis creatures uh, a number of them are uh, are uh, approaching uh, Nazar, what is it? Nazar. Nazar, sorry. I pronounced it like our <laughs> building manager's name. Uh, that's true. Um, uh, as they're approaching Nazar and, uh, you know, tearing at everything in their path, including this precious pouch, uh, suddenly a, some sort of spike pierces through. You see the front of one of these mantis creatures, the front of his face, and the bone pierces through out as if, uh, some sort of, Arrow has pierced the skull and, you know, rack focus. (laughs) Uh, And behind him uh, with a, again, like straight up monster hunter, he has this giant bone bow and arrow is Mm a live and healthy bone collector. The blood returned to his face and skin. Uh, his uh, figure has regained oh, that's some right, cause, shape. Because that bone and, was keeping him sick. And and he like and at, right at that moment he's racking like uh like three more arrows, but just like mad as hell. And he looks at uh the one mantis with his giant like uh his formerly yeah. like barbed uh. Uh, bone and not really learning anything from this he <laughs> says that's my bone yeah. and he lets he lets loose the arrows um thunk, and, thunk, 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 thunk. yeah into yeah. that one the, i mean it's like a rain around the room as these creatures scream <laughs> and bleed green blood uh you can see 
their necks tighten up and uh, their human disguise starting to fall away as their lower jaw separates into a trifold ah. mouth. You can see human teeth up top ah. and these horrible jagged protrusions down below. Um, they they bleed and scream as uh, you pepper them with arrows. Is there more to your action or will you pass the um, just the, the last uh, The last action is... Um, Two more quick arrows to the binds that hold Nazar. Yes. And cool. I pass the dice to he who has <laughs> who has freed. the name Nazar. <laughs> he who has the name Nazar yeah. of the seven sands. <laughs> okay, sweet. So my hands mm-hmm. are free. There's guys screaming everywhere. I'm seeing the bone collector. Bone collector is looking real good, mm-hmm. looking very healthy. Thank you. Canon, uh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> No problem, BC. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was from the Bone Collector, not Casey. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the Bone Collector did address Ganon. Yes, Ganon. Uh, well, that's Nazar's last name. Yes, oh. we didn't. Nazar Ganon. Okay, uh, so... Uh, so before you just start describing your action, I must bring the storm. And you can interrupt me at any time uh, with your roll. So these creatures scream, now peppered with arrows. They're filled with a rage. One bends down and picks up this ceremonial dagger and lunges... Uh, uh, no, wait, but... Uh, it's, okay, it's Batman style. Batman style. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay. I, uh, he's, I see him him go for the weapon. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. Bam! Step on one of his. He's got in like weird, like six insect feet or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, man, I step on. Oh one god! Of and they're all human feet. Yeah, it's they're insect <laughs> legs, but human feet. But it crunches like an in- insect. It's like smash, smash the dude's foot. Bam! Hook across the face. Grab the dagger. Like no way. Stab him right in the head. <laughs> and, and now I'm just causing a big ruckus. Like mm-hmm. I got. I'm like I'm a strong. You know, I'm not a barbarian by trade anymore. I've you know, I've formalized a bit. I'm more of a ranger type, but I'm like, <laughs> I know how to mix it up. So I'm like, I'm out there like, just like stabbing, stabbing, messing, messing these guys up. I'm real strong and just like, like jumping on top of heads, slitting monster throats and just like, and it is like really bring like it's bringing me back to my yeah, yeah, yeah. that is like. I, I think between Nazar and the Bone Collector, uh, the creatures in this room are made short work of. Yes. You tear them apart. They were strong when they had bound you up and poisoned you, but against the full fury that you're unleashing against them, they didn't stand a chance. After all, you are heroes. Nazar, do you pass the bones? I'm going to pass the bones. I'm going to pass the bones to play. Played. Played. You are dancing in combat against these creatures uh, who now have recognized you as a threat. Uh, They do away with the drunks and wanderers that they were supping upon. Like one has just, you know, unhinged its jaw to that trifold mouth and like fully uh, encompassed a head and ripped it off a body. And you can see the bulge like traveling down its neck into its extra long (laughs) torso. It stomps and skitters its way over to you. And it uh, grabs like its clawed hand and strikes across your body, um, uh, cutting your flesh. Okay. Nice. Glum, 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 baby. Glum, glum, glum. Um, It strikes across my flesh uh, Mm -hmm. and just, but I, I, Bend back, um, falling under the uh, sand 
uh, and it just it scratches me, but it does not go as deep as it intended to do so. Yeah. Um, doing one of those cool like you turn your legs around, you know, like oh yeah, like helicopter yourself back up into a standing position. Oh. Uh, which shocks this creature. He grabs mm-hmm. the two mandibles and rips them apart. Yes. Uh, throwing them aside, bathing you in green blood. Yes. Which I take again and put my hair back. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, running from the shadows comes my brother with my rapier sword's hilt in its mouth, and he hands it to me as I bring this in from at his gut up all the way as as it can go through his neck, and I pull back out as he withers and falls. Yeah. Yes. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Pa- uh, do you pass those bones? I do pass the bones. All right. Yeah. Steed, uh, you have seen Plade start to turn the tide of this battle as he fearlessly cut down this monster. You are atop your hog. Your hog is feeling nervous, uh, surrounded again by opponents. This time they are not of titanic size. So rather than reacting in fear, it is reacting in anger. You can feel it's agitated. And the only thing that is preventing it from a frenzy is your firm hand as it trusts you as a master. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. And that is jovial, baby. I think the thing about the hog is it's never really realized how intimidating it is. It's sort of this like gentle beast. Mm -hmm. But really, he's going to come into his full motorhead war hog (laughs) mode right now. And his eyes turn red. The tusks turn to the color of like luminescent blood yes oh shit and i'm like on top of this and i'm realizing that like my true calling is actually of a warrior so somewhat and i'm just like yeah like here we go like this is what i thought i purchased when i got this hog chili dogs power (laughs) chords play in the background yeah it's just like the wrath of of both of us is unleashed and we're coming into our full person that we realize who we should be is is this sort of like barbarian and not this sort of like scavenging noob over here <laughs> so um we're, we're encircled and we just easily go around the circle and just like take these guys out and i'm just like grabbing them as we go and we just the the hog just mows them all down and uh it just happens very quickly yeah and and we're just like i'm just like what the fuck just happened in the meantime I get off the hog. I'm like, just like where if he could high five with his giant, (laughs) we'd be high fiving each other. And I just go back over to the people that are hanging upside down, and I realize that they're these creatures as well. And I just sort of like, yeah, you've trapped a couple of the creatures. I trap them and I leave them like writhing in there. I'm just like looking at them, like, what are they, and what is their purpose, and why are they messing with us, and with the hopes of like gathering some information about this this turtle town we're in right now yeah you you horrible rave you and the hog (laughs) overlook uh these they're glow sticks everywhere we didn't mention that (laughs) and uh, like each one of these creatures also has like a fucking pacifier (laughs) in their mouth (laughs) i did say the blood was green but i neglected to mention it glows yeah (laughs) so you and the hog you look like you're painted in glowing green body paint uh as you're backlit by now rising fire, uh, the desert sands whipping behind you again, those those electric guitar power chords playing behind you yeah, as you just go, what the fuck? And I think this is probably an appropriate time to end the action mm-hmm. scene. Um, so uh, I also want to point out that we have filled up our motifs, which now means we are in the end game. So all of the things that we've collected in the center, only one secret and one moral, uh, but all nine motifs are threads and they're threads of our story. 
and we sort of weave them back in uh, to fully incorporate this story into a full piece. What is going to happen is you guys are going to volunteer one by one to resolve uh, pieces of this story. To resolve a moral, you will reincorporate it uh, by demonstrating how your rogue has learned a lesson, uh, how your rogue teaches a lesson to someone else, or how your rogue will never learn a lesson. Uh, and our moral is uh, the pommel holds the soul. Uh, and I feel like if we want to extrapolate that into a larger lesson, it's, you know, these objects uh, that are significant to us are not mere pieces of wealth. They're part of who we are. Then there's reincorporating mysteries. And our mystery here is the creature shatters into glass. Um, it's knowing about the power that caused that. Uh, and we can either solve that mystery and definitively say, we know why that creature shattered to glass earlier. We know what caused that creature to be there. Or it can be advancing the mystery, revealing a new clue uh, to a yet larger piece of information that we're questing after. Or you can reincorporate one of the motifs that we've created. Motifs are reincorporated by taking two of the elements uh, and combining them into one, synthesizing a new master motif. Um, so to run down the list uh, for everybody, uh, we have a satchel overflowing with bones, a mask made for a fox in whipping sand, uh, black oil, black oil liquid on a mirror, uh, embers, uh, react, embers react to the fallen dragon bone, uh, glowing skull of a king, a titanic desert tortoise dead with uh, town in its remains, the soul of a brother sealed in a golden pommel of a broken sword. I will fight with what limbs I have. And a body covered in brands of prints of fallen animals. Uh, so you can take wow. any of those and thematically tie them together uh, to resolve uh, those motifs. At, at any of uh, the motifs and the mysteries? So, so the mysteries and uh, the secrets are separate. Um, okay. But the motifs, you bind them together to create an image. Uh, and this is like sort of epilogue style. It's, uh, you know, an end to our story. And uh, all of it is still surrounding your rogue. So you're tying the moral to your rogue. Uh, your rogue is learning about the secret. Or your rogue is taking on these motifs to have, like, just an epic picture of who they are as a character. Um, and so I'll ask now for volunteers. Who is so moved by the threads uh, that we have woven into our story? Uh, that feels that they can finish the weave. We will do this until one person remains. I, I can go. All right. First up is played McCracken. Great. Um, so this is like a day or two after this battle. Yeah. Things like that. And the caravan, the caravan is getting ready to move along. And, uh, you know, he's feeling pretty good. He, he showed us, he showed his worth. He, 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 he kind of redeemed himself a little bit. He, um, so he, they begin to leave the shell city. And as he does, he feels this, presence is not next to him and he turns around and he sees his brother on the horizon behind yeah behind yeah. yeah so like this is this is like maybe a hundred feet mm -hmm. you know he's like oh, wait, whoa he come, comes back and he's like stop joking around you know come on you know he's just this all non-verbal just kind of like motioning mm -hmm. for him to come back and the fox goes like to raise its paw to take a step and it freezes in midair and it starts writhing in pain and it can't so it puts its paw back down 
and he starts like remembering you know the 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 mystic who came and took his father from him you know who cursed his name didn't realize he didn't realize what that had meant he didn't realize what the curse upon played had meant and it was this it was that he would be alone so he oh i'm sorry you were meant to roll the oh, dice okay ah. well i will roll. We'll see what happens Ooh, oh cool well, wow um, this is probably where I was going with it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> two, yeah. two, two twos. Two twos. Two twos, yes. Two twos. Uh, double snake eyes. Okay. Part of a larger story. Yeah, no, I think this is like a failure anyway. Yeah. Um, so, Beautiful. yeah. Cool. Uh, so, with tears in his eye, he like he turns around and he finally becomes this rogue where he does not care about anything else but himself now he's nothing kind of tethering him back to this you know his family or his name or anything like that um the last thing we see of him is he he stops uh, as the caravan keeps moving he knows he can take care of himself and he starts to make a brand and you can see that this brand is going to be the paw of a fox and there's one spot left on his body above his heart and so that is where he's going to brand that fox paw and that'll complete the uh, the uh, collage upon his skin. Who now would like to seize the bones? I'll seize them. Yeah. So I roll first, right? Roll first. <coughs> and so this is a oh, jovial shit. tone. Jovial, cool. Where is... Um, so we have motifs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this uh, The thread of the pommel holds the soul has been resolved, but we yep. still have the secret and the motifs. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, the creature shadows in the glass. So I can use one of these, right? So you combine two of the two of these sep- disparate elements together, oh. or you advance the mystery or solve the mystery of the creature shattering to glass. Creature shattering glass. Okay. The mystery, and this also ties into how Steed will proceed from here as well. Mm-hmm. But the 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 creature shattering into glass, the the mystery of it is is actually kind of immoral as well. That um, these mystical creatures that we they so befuddle us are actually just like you and I, that this is like part of the temporal plane. Mm. And Mm. in that moment where, and it's a bone, you know, so he's like thinking about bones, he's thinking about his permanence, he's thinking about his hoarding. This is Steve. Thinking about like, why why do I just serve myself? Like, why am I just serving myself? What is my purpose? Why is this guy over here collecting these bones that are just obliterating themselves and nothing like what are the what is their purpose right why is he doing this why am i why am i collecting all this garbage just to go live down the road and he realizes having just fought this battle that he has a greater purpose and is to serve to serve man even though this this moral has been served he's realized that person sacrificed himself and he's actually whereas you're wandering off by yourself he's feeling a a greater purpose on the earth to come together and to serve the better of the world and not just be concerned with he's having this like really buddha moment of like yeah so the mystery that Buddha you warrior saw moment is the mystery of life <laughs> the mystery of life and why we are here why we're all here this carney because, yeah this this carney is really carney turned barbarian and he's figured and, it out and he's even said goodbye to hauk and he's taken hauk and he's like hit him on the ass and he's like strapped all of his his games and uh collection of of garbage tupperware bowls whatnot and he's sent it off into the desert and he goes wandering for a purpose, but it's the purpose to serve, uh, uh, to serve good and to serve positivity in, in throughout the the world. And arguably, not really a rogue anymore. 
Sorry, guys. God, like we, right. we actually, I think we see like a zoomed out. We, we see the bright glowing aura of Steed who has come to this major realization juxtaposed against uh, the dark shadowy aura of Plaid, who was once, you know, in, in a place of service and now only acts for himself. Uh, and I ask one more of you, will one more seize the bones and tie threads back into the story. Could you just look at the threads real quick? Mm-hmm. I, bet, I hope it didn't blow the secret of the no, dude. No, of the no, dude. Shards of glass. No, that That's great. It was a real moment of materialism, and I will. Okay. Um, unless you really want to, again, yeah, I'm not totally sad. Okay. This these dice are actually very genuinely gonna decide what I do. Yes. Yes or no. Yeah. Like I know it's like it's mainly a color thing. But I, I've been trying to decide myself, and so this will this will uh, decide it for me. That's what dice are for, right? Uh, so I want to use satchel overflowing with bones. Yes. And then I want to use uh, soul of a brother sealed in the golden pommel of a broken sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so let me roll. And it looks okay. like it is a jovial yeah. result. Okay. So, so the bone collector has retrieved the barbed, the long barbed bone, mysterious bone, now like onyx black and, and shining, abandoned by these, these dead creatures. And, and he's now, again, he has uh, retrieved some part of himself, much of himself. Uh, but he grabs the bone, and he still feels the call of it because it is like one of the most beautiful bones he's ever seen. Yeah. And he begins to exit this giant tortoise to join the caravan. And, of course, he still has his satchels. He's not going to give that up. He was a bone collector. He'll continue to be a bone collector. Um, Did you learn nothing? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but now... This sword, again, like just just black and glistening, as he carries it, he feels that same slow weight that sucked the life out of him over those periods of years. Yeah. He feels it growing in seconds. This bone that has like restored its power is now sucking his very life force as he walks. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, as he gets weaker and weaker, the thrall of it grows stronger. So as he should be afraid of it and tossing the bone, he can't. And he knows that should he continue to walk with this bone, he will become just like those creatures, maybe his own version of that, yeah. and will spread that same uh, seed. But he also knows that he can't just toss it aside because anybody would. And so instead, in like a moment of quiet reflection as he realizes there is no way out, he decides to become bone himself and he grabs the bone and he pierces his, his own self. And in, in that moment, uh, let's say that just like it did before, mm -hmm. the bone starts to turn the bone collector into yeah. glass and it turns itself into glass and all of him turns into glass 
and uh, then eventually starts to crumble in this form and shatter away. But as the glass parts, you see his skeleton upright, uh, glistening in the bright bleached sun. Yeah. How are we incorporating the oh that the was broken sword? Uh, so so the the, the I, I took the soul of a brother sealed in the golden pommel of a mm-hmm. uh, broken sword. Yeah, less less literally, okay. and more about like a, a soul being captured. Oh, okay, cool. by a sword, and obviously the satchel of a. So yeah, bones. like the bone collector's soul is now in this the skeleton, the final bone in his collection. Yes, sweeping across the desert, standing against the sands. So we now come to Nazar of the Seven Sands. As all players have exited the story. Only Ganon remains, and Ganon, more so than Nazar, it is your decision if this story uh, has truly ended, you can call the game right here. If it has not, you may narrate a short epilogue. Okay, I'll do, I'll just do. And you don't need to think about the threads or anything else. I'll do a cutie little epilogue. Big festival, Citadel. Yeah. People are passing around a skull, um... Deciding who the next king's gonna be, <laughs> or I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a smaller gesture of that. They're just it's it's like a oh, this is how we do the thing, and it's like and they're just like passing around the school, and that's the background. Mm-hmm. The caravan finally arriving. Nazar, uh, we see Haug coming <laughs> on in. The, the caravan's completed. He goes up uh, to uh, Nazar. Goes to the uh, the the gentleman he was talking to before, whose name we all know and remember. We He's definitely standing remember. around. That name, he was given two names. Oh, God. Hashtag that name, guys. Garbus or something? Garbus. Garbus. It is Garbus because it sounded like garbage. Garbus. 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 Uh, Goes up to Garbus and he says, uh, okay, then, man, that was was one heck of a, that was one heck of a ride. (laughs) (laughs) Our numbers have certainly thinned. (laughs) I'm out. I'm out. Straight up. You know, I've done my time. I've done my years. Uh, that sucks. That was so gnarly. That was so gnarly, man. That was that was real rough. But uh, uh, you're you're um you're you're head scout of the Seven Sands now, man. And uh, I I I could not. I I, I could not be scout to match Nizar. Ah, uh, no, you can't. But man, you'll. <laughs> I know you'll give it your all. And you know, hey, there's a you know. Everyone needs a B plus student, uh, so like, no shame in that. No shame in that. Garbus nods. Yeah, yeah. Okay. the wisdom of that. Well, the All best right. he's gonna get. And he, and he pats him on the shoulder, like, "All right, uh, man, I guess I'm just gonna forge my own destiny now. Uh, I guess I'm just gonna figure this whole thing out solo style." And uh, skull still bouncing around that crowd. Yeah, oh, that's a cool skull, man. I once used to know a guy who would like that. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just yapping my mouth. No, I knew him too. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, traveling with him too. Yeah, that was sick. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm going now. I'm going. Now. I would like to hang out with this how guy some more. He's cool. So um, I don't know. Just I'm just gonna take him. Uh, you know. All right. Uh, I'll see you later, man. Peace out. All right. Okay. Uh, and he takes, he takes, he takes Hog, hops on his back, and he's like, "Oh, and Botchabalepsi's there too." He's like, yeah. "Hey, Botchabalepsi, I didn't forget about you." Okay, man. Uh, let's go retire. <laughs> and then Overkill by Motorhead plays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's it. That's Swords Without Master. Wow. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for playing, dude. No problem. Awesome. Thank you for yeah, thank you having us. Friggin' ripping, yeah. 
Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with audio from our live show that we did with the Chicago Podcast Festival and some bonus material for you. In the meantime, if you're looking for other great gaming shows, check out System Mastery. System Mastery follows Jeff and John as they scour the bargain bins of game stores across the country to bring you up-to-the-decade reviews of failures and secret successes of RPG history. That's on Thursday nights at 9 after an all-new Becker, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up March 16th through 18th, you'll be able to find Kat, Alex, and me at BreakoutCon in Toronto. There's still time to register if you want to join us for three days of fun and games. Coming up this Wednesday on the OneShot Twitch stream, we've got more A Woman with Hollow Eyes. OneShot's dramatic Invisible Sun actual play program hosted by Darcy Ross, starring myself, Cat Cool, and Alan Linick. It is a great show. I'm having so much fun doing it, and I know that you'll have fun watching us. So join us at 7.30 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and the big one for 2018 is to make sure that you and everyone you know are registered to vote. To find out more about voter registration in your area, head to voterparticipation.org to look up registration in your state. If you're looking to deepen your involvement, one thing you can do to help out is calling your representatives. I'm making my calls to protect the DREAM Act, which is right now preventing over 800,000 undocumented young people from being deported. These are folks who came to the United States when they were children. They've built lives and families here, and they pay taxes. Supporting them is easy. Head to fivecalls.org, look for this issue or another one that's important to you, and find updated issue summaries so you know what's going on, contact information for your representatives, and scripts to read while you're on the phone to make it a little less nerve-wracking. That's fivecalls.org. The number five, calls.org. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at paracosmpress.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.